Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Well, good afternoon and welcome to uh, the KLE podcast. And this is your host, Sean Smith, with my friend and co-host, Steve Bissett, all the way from Texas and uh, Marshall, Texas. And here I am sitting in Witt, Pennsylvania. Great to have you with us again. We missed last week and I apologize for that. I just had so much going on on my plate at that point in time. And, uh, and here I am, here we are at back again for this Friday. Um, you had so much on your plate and I ate all everything on mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I probably did that too, but you, know, you, you ate the plate and I, <laughs> I just had the stuff. Uh, yeah. so, um, so it's great to be with you again. And, uh, we uh, have been just uh, fellowshipping Steve and I in our conversation. So welcome to our Friday conversation and uh, joining us for the conversation. Steve, I, I put out this um, post in the Facebook group this week, um, beginning of this week on Dominion, actually. Let me, right. Let me call that up, maybe. And uh, But it just really struck me is that the word Dominion is so much more than... Um, than what we've ever, that I've ever learned or ever heard. You know, I've heard of the the leaders, um, the the believers' authority, but this right. this sort of took me into another dimension when it came to the to the leaders um, to the believers' authority. I mean, this is this was a totally different perspective altogether for me. So I've really been spent time meditating on that um, when I can find it. But um, yeah, so what I, the, the, I looked up the, the, in the dictionary, the word dominion in the, in the Google dictionary is a king's sovereignty or rule. And right. so the territory of a sovereign or a government, and I, you know, when I read that, it just, that's when I thought I have to write a post on it because it just struck me. And then that scripture, in fact, it, what triggered it was we, when the last time we were talking, I think we were talking about Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, where it says, finally, my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And, right. um, and might there is the word Kratos and Kratos right. is dominion. It, it's, uh, right. it's beyond authority. It's dominion. So, um, that that like really struck me as he, Paul is saying, "Hey, um, finally, after everything that is being said and done, and in his letter to them, he says, be strong and empowered in the Lord, right. and in the in the uh, and the word power there is not um, dunamis like miraculous power. Exousia, isn't it? It's iscus." Oh, it's discus. Oh. which is strength. Right. Okay. Dominion. So be strong in the strength of his dominion. And as I, as I dominion. That, that Google definition, that is like when you talk about a king's rule, 
it's his right. dominion is how he has, well, like kingdom is the king's dominion or domain. And right. Dominion is to have authority in a domain. And, uh, and I thought, you know, as I meditated on this, it was like the king's strength is his dominion, but his dominion right. is his strength. And a king that right. doesn't have dominion um, is not a king. He's a puppet king. Right, right. And Jesus now is... What's, huh? what's strange is that he calls up, he says, you are kings and yeah. priests. In fact, he's called the king of kings. So if that's the case, then we, like Adam, when he was first commissioned, were supposed to have dominion yes. over everything that we're yeah. in contact with. Yes. So we're not supposed to be weak. We're not supposed to be looking for something else. We're not supposed to be like, like the shakiest deputy in the world with our little gun right. saying, oh, sheriff, could you please yep. tell him to stop? Yep. You know, we're supposed to take that dominion. Right. And we forget that. We, yep. for some reason, we forget that we have that dominion. Exactly. And I don't know why that is. Well, know. in fact, you know, the, you see, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the word dominion there is malakak, and, and uh, is the Hebrew word malakak, and the word is kingdom. It means it's mm. directly, so the word dominion is directly a, related to a governmental word. It's about the right. king's rule and, and dominion in a territory. It's his sovereignty. It's his, it's his government in a territory. So God gave Adam, Adam, mankind species, a, a dominion in the earth. And he lost dominion. He didn't lose heaven. He lost dominion. And when right. it, I, I actually was sitting with my granddaughter now, listening to a kitty song, and it talks about Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when I I read that or heard that, I thought to myself, um, we've always in the church assumed and presumed that the glory we've fallen short of is heaven. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, not that not that glory is a real governmental thing that we have, that Adam and Eve lost and we've all fallen short of. And Jesus has restored us to that dominion, you know? And what we've done is because we've, we lost it, we sort of tried to find religion to get us back to it. Right. Right. And, and we, we haven't. So that's why Jesus, when he came, he came preaching the kingdom of God. He didn't come preaching the law and the prophets. You know, he said, they all fulfilled in me. He came preaching the kingdom of God, which they were catching a glimpse of. And, um, right. you know, they, they didn't see it, but they were catching a glimpse of it. Like Isaiah prophesies, you know, that I see him as king enthroned and his train fills the temple, you know, it's just like yeah, Isaiah six. Yeah. yeah. And so we, but that's interesting because in the year that King Uzziah died, Uzziah means the strength of Yah or the strength of God. So right. there's a lot of things that we think are the strength of God. Yeah. And we find are the strength of God in our lives. And we hang on to those principles or whatever, yeah. but it says in the year that King Uzziah died, in other words, in the year that, Everything I thought was the strength of God in my life died. Yeah. I finally saw the Lord. Yes. And he was high and lifted up. And he alone was seated upon the throne. Right. And then it says, then his glory 
filled this temple, this temple. Yeah. Now that's the type in the shadow that we have because it says filled the temple, but of course we know that we are the temple. Yeah. So in the year that we see everything that we think was God die, but we finally see the Lord high and lifted up and seated, see his dominion, finally see his dominion. Right. It says, then his train, his glory fills this temple again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've been really looking at here recently is what have I fallen short of in the dominion area? Right. You know, because it says in second Corinthians three, it says, beholding as it were in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Yes. We're not looking at the glory someplace else. Mm. It's not way out there someplace or behind us or anything else. It's right here. Yes. With open face, I, I behold the glory. God believes that he put glory right here. Yeah. And if I behold, as it were, in the mirror, the glory, instead of all the for faults and shortcomings and the and problems and everything else, then I'll be changed into that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Right. And really all I did was believe what I was seeing Yeah. and believe what he believes. And, and that's part of where I've seen my departure. Or I've seen us depart from that because we don't believe we have that dominion anymore. Yeah. We don't believe there's glory here. Yeah. We don't believe there's a glory of a king right here, yeah. right, right here. That's it. So, anyway, but, I but just, you see, I think it's because we. I mean, I went to Bible school, you know, traveled, traveled around in the church and did all the things, and I never heard messages on the kingdom of God being the government of God. I, I never, right, right. That's never true. heard that, you know, the focus was always on Jesus as savior and right. and God for that, you know, and then of course we learned about his high priest, priestly ministry and his intercessory ministry, etc. But I never, ever heard a message about Jesus being preached as king of a government. Right. Of a mark, that's true. Of that's a true. territory, you know, is this, right. I never heard that. And so as I began to study and began to, really dig deeper into the, the fact that, you know, seek first proton right. by order of, of first things, seek his first rule. the kingdom of God, which is right. his rule and his government, his domain, his dominion and, and, um, and his righteousness and his righteousness means that I conform in relationship to him, to his right. laws and to his will. And, and, uh, and, and then all these things shall be added unto us. And so uh, right. as we, as I began to meditate on that, I began to see, well, wait a minute, you know, and then suddenly, I mean, I've been reading this dominion thing, you know, Genesis one twenty six for, I don't know, for a while now. <laughs> and yeah. suddenly it just, it just hit. 30 years. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> We've heard this message so much, you know, the believer's authority. And and suddenly I just I read this Ephesians 6:10 and it was like boom, it went off. I don't think I've got it all. I you know, I'm still because I want to start seeing it lived out. But you right. know what I what I thought of was was Matthew um chapter six where where Jesus prayed and he said, um this is what we ought to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, kingdom come. and your will be done. Will be done. And, mm -hmm. and then I began, wait a minute, you know, is the dominion we to exercise is not our organizational dominion. It's not, it's not our believer's dominion. It is, right. in fact, 
kingdom dominion, which is the will of God. We've got to bring the right, will of right, God right. Into the nations into the cultures. You know, it's like we're not right. supposed to try and escape. We're supposed to be engaging this world. That's what we were sent. That's what mankind was was assigned to do. Is like um, Genesis one twenty six. He says, you know, have dominion, have rule, right. absolute rule and dominion over all the works of my hands. Because religion is, we're trying to replace dominion with with all sorts of other stuff. And then, and then what we do is we begin to try and dominate people. Right. And that's not kingdom dominion. You know, that's not the dominion God gave us with, with the king stand, being high and lifted up. Because when he's high and lifted up within us, we experience his government in us. We, we experience, right. you know, he becomes the owner, the Lord of this temple. And when he's high and lifted right. up, and his glory fills the temple. Now we go that, and I mean, wow, that just like, that just strikes me now. It's like, we're always looking for the power and the glory, you know, God, bring your right. glory, you know, bring the cloud. But we've, if we just see, if we get this revelation of the king and his kingdom seated on this throne within us, Right, and we are to now bring take that glory, which is his cu- culture in that sense. It's the presence of his Eden, and take it into the world. You know, is like take it into those places, not run away into a meeting, but go into those places and take his glory. Take let his train not just fill this temple, but begin to fill the place. Um, wow, yeah. I know even in witchcraft and in uh, new age philosophy and stuff like that, they talk about the auras of yes. men yes. and about throwing your aura. Um, care bears. Uh, did you guys have care bears in South Africa? Probably if they some way, they, they'll be there too. Okay. They had a, they had these little bears that had little pictures on them. Like uh, one of them was happy bear. Uh, the other one was, um, I forget all of them anyway. But what they would do is they would, they would um, crunch down within themselves and cast their aura on whoever's around them so that they would become happy too. <laughs> so the whole place would be that way. But when you think about the fact that, that really all Satan's trying to do is be just like the Most High. Right. If we would realize that whatever situation we go into, I've been sent into that situation to bring the kingdom of God as a son of God. Uh, that's why it says in Isaiah chapter nine, it says unto us, a child born unto us, the son of heaven, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be called Prince of Peace, blah, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff. But the government shall be upon his shoulders. Whenever a son is given, whenever a son is sent, it's for one purpose. And that's so that the government of God may be established into that area, whether it be into Walmart, whether it be to my job, no matter where I go, I'm to bear the presence of that government, that kingdom into that area and take dominion. And I'm not, like you said, it's not over people. It's take dominion. I can bring peace because within me is the Prince of Peace. I can bring that peace wherever it is I go. I can bring life because he was sent that we might have life 
and that more abundantly. So wherever I go, I'm sent that they might have peace in life. Exactly. So when you think about that, you're going, okay, yeah. this is, this is, um, you think about being a king of kings. Okay. I'm a king, you know, but, but you don't really think about that aspect of a king has dominion and rule in a certain frame or a certain area. Right. And that's what, that's what we've shied away. I don't think, like you said, I don't think we've understood the extent of that. Yeah. Well, we've we seen did, the word of it. I, huh? I if we did, we'd be, have be having far more impact. Oh, help us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be just a little ripple. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think we, what we've done is we've resorted to religion rather right. than, you know, so we, we've sought first the organization. We've sought first religious acts, programs, practices, rather than seeking first the, the kingdom dominion, the king's domain. We, we haven't looked for the government of God. And, you know, and all right. that goes with it, because that's, that was the thing is, you know, I saw a question one day and they said, you know, what is the kingdom of God? And it's like, um, you know, what well, it's the government of God, you know, but it's so much more than that. It's not just the government of God, you know, right. it's, it's, um, it's his dominion. It's his rule. It's his reign. It's, it's his will. It's his government. It's his will, you know, right. exactly. So if we don't understand that, if we don't understand dominion, we cannot bring the will of God. And if we don't understand the will of God, we cannot bring the dominion of God. And the will of God, this was something that really struck me as well. It's like, uh, I know this is like, doesn't go well with charismatics, but, um, but, but the law and the prophets. Are you getting ready to smack a hornet's nest right now? Is that what you're doing? I see you winding up, getting ready to smack this hornet's nest right now. This is something I've been thinking about. Is like we, um, the law and the prophets, Jesus said, is being has been fulfilled in Him, right? Yes. In it's him. fulfilled yes. in Him, but and the law hasn't been done away with. No, it hasn't been done no. away. It's just not needed to try and get to God anymore. Right. But the law was the 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 Jews chose the Jews were given the law for their righteousness, but they they didn't understand that they still had to do it by faith. But they thought right. they resorted to just doing their works that they could be um, acceptable and made righteous. But of course, Abraham right. that that didn't work, and so um, but the law the law is is there. And then I began to say, like, God gave us grace not to do away with the law. Right. He gave us grace to be able to live the law. Right. Because it says we're going to do it by the, by the Spirit. Because it's yeah. now written upon the tablets of my heart. And then, of course, right. Paul tells us in, in Romans that, that um, you know, there's, there's only one law that fulfills all the law, and that's the law of love. It's the commandment of love. Right. So, so as we walk as love children of a love God, filled with his love, walking in love, exercising love, loving those who don't love us, etc., we in fact are fulfilling all the law. Because when, when we're walking in love, we don't want to steal. We don't want to kill. We don't want to 
uh, lust for for another man's goods, be greedy in whatever the story is, you know. So, so we don't want to harm people. If we truly walk in love, we are fulfilling the law, but and that law is the will of God. It's like that's how He wants His community governed. Every king, every government has laws. That's what sets the culture. If you change right. laws, you change the culture. To establish something in culture, you change the law. And but the laws haven't changed. All it's done is God has given us. Jesus has restored us back to the place where we can live the dominion of God within the context of that stuff. Does that make sense? So what do we do then with the scripture there in Hebrews that says, "Since there has been a change of priesthood, it necessitates a change of law." Well, exactly. But it, it the law now is is not by regulation. The law, right. The law is that we live it out the out, out of the um, the law, the spirit of life. Of the, life, which is in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's what brings me back to a question I was going to have a little bit earlier, because a lot of times you and I sit here and we talk about religion, or we talk about fulfilling things by the Spirit of God. Okay. Yes. Uh, or by His kingdom. The trouble is is you and i know our definition of what religion is <laughs> it's almost like a it's almost like a spiritual shorthand yes you know i know your language you know mine yeah, yeah but does anybody does anybody listening actually understand what we're saying when we say we're doing it out of religion like lord lord didn't we go ahead and prophesy in your name didn't we heal all the sick didn't we do all this stuff in your way well, depart from me you workers of iniquity you didn't do the will of him who sent me. You didn't do, you didn't do it my way. You didn't do my will. You didn't, you didn't perform. It wasn't a matter of performance, but you just didn't represent who I am. Yeah. Ah, and that's, you see, that's true dominion is representing the king. That's not right. Representing an organization or an institution. So and what would a religion be in yeah. that context? Exactly, and or represent a regulation or an obligation, right? Or principle. You know, or I mean, the the, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees added eight hundred oral laws. They estimate eight hundred oral laws to the original law of God. Wow! And they began to they began to insist on this regulation. So Jesus comes and he says, "I know that you are heavy laden and burdened," and he was talking about all the, the religious stuff that the Pharisees the right. had put on the people. And he said, but come learn of me because I'm meek and humble of heart and I will give you rest, you know? And so um, when we come to him, we experience rest because he gives us the ability to, to live within the context of God's community without that heavy obligation, that heavy regulation, um, that heavy burden, the man's law, basically. And he says that the, your, the commandments of men have made the law of God of none effect. That's right. Yeah. And your traditions. Yeah. You know, by your, yeah. Yeah. So in one, you know, one place, he talks about the commandments of men and another place he talks about right. traditions. And so, you know, there are some traditions that are good. Paul says so in, in Philippians chapter three. He says, you know, mature people, but that's what he says. He says, mature, mature believers know not to impose this. Because he said, we've got this 
And he said, and if you don't get this, he said, it's okay because God will reveal it to you. In other words, I'm right. not going to impose this on you, but you've got to right. get it by the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Uh, right. And, and, um, because otherwise it becomes a law and it becomes performance you again. And now we're no longer under grace. Exactly. Exactly. So, so we cannot, uh, uh, it's good because you're going to the root of it here. And, and uh, is that we can't, we can't, um, it's, it's the difference between Romans seven and Romans eight. In fact, Romans eight breaks it down. You know, it's like, um, you've got the, it talks about, um, break it down, break it down. Um, yeah, he talks about those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the right. things of the flesh, flesh. But those who are living according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose. Now, again, when I was growing up, especially in the charismatic move, man, we, we, um, I had this high concept that living in the spirit is like, you know, I, I'm a space cadet, you know, like, Ooh, I've got to be able to prophesy. And yeah, and, uh, well, it says the spirit is, is like the wind. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Nobody knows where it's going. So <laughs> consequently, we, we became the same way, you know, I mean, that's the, nobody knows where we were. <laughs> no, no, nobody knows where we're going. We just kind of were out there. Yeah. So, so, but if we understand, I mean, what is the mind of the, what is the mind of the flesh and what is the mind of the spirit? The mind of the flesh is that the works we do to try and get, appease God. Right, 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 right. To do something to please God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is what a child does or a servant. Yes. You know, as long as you, as long as you're a child, you think like a servant. Yeah. You differ nothing from a servant, though you be Lord of all. Yeah. Though you be Lord of all, you, you think div nothing different than a servant because you're still trying to appease the master. You're tr still trying to serve him. You're still trying to get approval. Right, exactly. And as long yeah. as you're in that, you're, you're thinking like a child. Yeah. And you differ nothing from a servant, though you be Lord of all. Yes. And that might be a little key right in there because we're still trying to perform a lot of this stuff rather than, rather than realizing that we have that ah, it's because later it says, now are you sons of God? Yeah, exactly. Right there. I, in fact, I, I would really encourage, um, you know, I mean, not, uh, not just us, but well, me too. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll read it again. <laughs> just go and read Romans chapter eight again and do a real verse right. by verse, word by word, yeah, and meditate on it, you know, don't just read it, but really think about it. Think deeply on, on some of the, the breakdown of it, because um, just going back, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. And the Amplified says, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Because um, that's the Amplified for the law, of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, our new creation law has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do. That is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, overcame it in the person of his own son, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh, 
guided by worldliness and our sinful nature, but live our lives in the ways of the Spirit, guided by His power. Right. Yeah, and that, and that ties in with Galatians 4 there. Yes. Where it talks about the difference between, well, not the difference, as long as you think this way, yes. you're still thinking like a servant or right. you're a child. And then there in verse 9, it says, but now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how do you again turn to the weak and beggarly elements where until you desire again to be in bondage? Yes. Why, are, why are you going back under bondage of this uh, taste not, touch not, yes. um, you know, anything that brings you back under the law? Yeah. Um, because like you said, once we are known of God, once we know God, once we know him, his dominion, his rule, his reign, automatically that's written on your heart and you just do the word like it says in James. Yeah. If I look and behold, as it were, um, my own natural face in the mirror, I become a doer of the word and not just a hearer only if I remember that. But the yes. reason I don't is because I forget who I was. Yes. I forget that natural face or that, that Genesis face the one God created, ah, who I am. I love that, the, the original face, man. Yeah. Yeah, so if I forget that, I, I'm not going to do the word. I'm yeah. not going to be, I'm not going to operate in dominion. I'm not going to operate in faith. I'm not going to operate in strength or glory. Yes. But if I remembered who I was, that natural face, that glory, that one that was created by God to represent him, and to show forth his glory and his kingdom, I would naturally do it because that's who I believe I am. Exactly. There'd be no option for me. Exactly. And right. now are you sons of God. And since you're sons, you're heirs. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. we just, we for some reason go back to that performance issue. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand why we continue to go back. Because Paul even says here, why do you go back to that? Why do you keep, and at verse seven, uh, chapter seven talks about that. Why is it that I know what is right to do, yeah. but yet I keep going back and doing the things that I well, would not? You, you know, you know, what's, what, when you're talking, there's just like two things that, two scriptures that have really spoken to me over the past um, few years is one is when Jesus came preaching in Matthew chapter four, verse 17, it says, he says, change your thinking because the kingdom of heaven that's right and and then that's the right. other one is is romans paul says in romans chapter 12 verse 2 did you squirt something in your eye no i just i was just playing <laughs> pirate <laughs> <You're there>. going, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but in Romans 12 verse 2 he says do not be conformed <laughs> don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or behave or live out right. what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God <coughs> so um, in both cases I think the problem is we've renewed our mind to a lot of things but we're not re we've not renewed ourselves to the kingdom of God because that's true. We've tagged it as kind of the church is the kingdom and the kingdom is the church, and it's not. It's not. It's right. two different things. The church no. is the agent, not, is the community of agents of change. <laughs> so right. it, church is just a community. Church is not the kingdom. 
Church is the community that lives that the culture of the kingdom should be living the culture of the kingdom of heaven on the earth and taking dominion. You realize that the word savior is the word sotir or soter, S-O-T-E-R. The word salvation is soteria. It's the feminine counterpart of soter. Hmm. So wherever soter goes, wherever the savior goes, there is salvation. Right. When you think about that as far as husband and wife, the bride of Christ, if Christ is the Savior, wherever the church or the bride shows up should be salvation, Right. should be deliverance, should be wholeness. I'm not talking about just miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm talking about proving evidence beyond any shadow of a doubt that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the community should infuse into it. That's right. That's right. So because that... Sorry, yeah, carry on. Well, so so when you look at her, you see salvation. Yes. You see what it is. Yes. And you see a reflection of who of who her husband is. Right. That's wherever he goes, soteria follows, exactly. or deliverance follows, holiness right. follows. Powerful. So it's just a it, it is a reflection of his not just a reflection; it's a demonstration of his kingdom. Right. Because that's who I am. Is his is his other half uh, right. the two have become one right wow i'm no different than him i mean yes. you've seen me you've seen my father you've seen my husband exactly. you've seen my whatever exactly and we've been conformed to his image transformed into his likeness right. so right so as the, as and that's what it says is that he, he sent his own son in the likeness of man as an offering for sin, and he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued and overcame it in the person of his own son. So everything that removed us from kingdom living has been removed by the son. But now the reverse has happened is now we've been, we've been conformed or, or uh, what does it say? Um, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? So now he sends us in the likeness of the son of God, <laughs> to right. not as an offering of, of sin, but now to go and take dominion in the kingdoms right. of this world. Right. So and the last it, Adam, the yeah. last Adam brought back that dominion. Right. Exactly. Was supposed to have in the beginning. Exactly. Right. So he's made it available, but what we've done is resorted to other means, you know, hierarchies and other intermediaries and, um, programs and whatever else we've put in place and and we've got this this thing that i've noticed is that we've got this like kind of sense that we have to appease god you know we've got to sort of kind of keep him at bay you know is like and maybe if we do enough praying if we do enough of everything then somehow then god will intervene He'll like us and you like us enough to intervene. You know, it's like the guys that say, well, you know, won't you pray? Because I know God hears your prayer. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm, when, when I meet people that go, you know, it was like, I don't trust God and I don't believe in God. And I say, well, tell him that. So, well, I don't believe that. I said, well, they, if you don't believe that, it doesn't really matter. Just tell him because I know that God hears <laughs> his his prayer. God hears his prayer. You know, it's yeah. like we we aren't honest enough. We always got to go to the sort of the higher level kind of um, somebody that we think is closer to God, more anointed, more called, more power than us. You know, 
No, it's just some people have stepped into more or they're able to manipulate more. I don't know. It depends on where they're coming from. But nobody has got more access to God than the sons of God. <laughs> All right. The sons well, because he's made us nigh, I don't know how you can get any closer than nigh. Exactly. <laughs> how can you get closer than nigh? I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. So we've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ, which means Jesus. you have the same amount of nighness that I have. That's right. Otherwise, there is a hierarchy. And if there is a right. hierarchy, then we, yes, then we've got to, then, Christian, then Christianity or this journey of a believer becomes a career. Right. Because now we've got to be able to move up the ranks somehow to get closer to God, to get better answers than anybody else. But that's not what he says. He said, we all, I mean, he, he says, we're all. There's no condemnation for any. And it, the, the, the dividing factor is, is, are you going to try and appease and please God with the flesh, right. which is the law of, of regulation and obligation? Or are you going to live in the spirit? You know, um, those who are in the flesh live living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God, but they're trying. Right. You know, we're trying to use those things to please God. Right. And what what you said, you, you say all the time, and I like the way you say it, um, because it just reminds me of what we often think of ourselves. I'm just a dom or a dime man. I'm a, a, do, a dom man. <laughs> That's all I am is a damn man. Yeah. You know, I mean, basically, instead of realizing that I was put on this earth as a dom or as a man, as as someone who represents the very kingdom of God, the very formation of who, and his breath of his nostrils breathed into this earth, and he breathed me yeah. to bring forth and to show forth his dominion, his rule. That's why he says, I want you to go and heal all who are sick and tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It wasn't a matter of just healing the sick. It wasn't a matter of just the signs and wonders. It wasn't a matter of just, I'm going to demonstrate how spiritual you are. Exactly. It was a matter of, I want you to show something. I want you to show that I'm a king over a kingdom, and these people are so entrapped by something else, and I want them to know that they've been delivered already. Yes. I already saw their plight. Right. I already knew what was going on. I already knew what was going to happen, and I provided another kingdom, and I've already translated them out of that other kingdom into the kingdom of my son. Yeah. And so I just want you to show them that. Exactly. And we forget how simple that is yeah. as opposed to trying to make it, make it. I'm just a man. Yeah. No, I'm a son of God. Exactly. So, exactly right. and that's why Christ, that's why it seems like Christ said, no matter where he went, he called himself the son of man. Yeah. And it seems like only one time he, he, they asked him if he were the son of God and he said, I am. Yeah. But the rest of the time, he always called himself son of man. It was, it seemed he, like to go ahead. Yeah, he was identifying himself with the first Adam. Right, right. So, right, so right, the right. Adam that came to rule on the earth. Right. But well, not came, but was was um, created Formed. to rule on the earth. Right. Uh, and he came as that one to restore yeah. man back to that. So when and I'm I, showing you how to do it. Exactly. Whatever I've done, you're going to do also. Exactly. And now we've got to be conformed to his image, into his likeness. Right. And it's that, that's not to be, you know, this 
Yeah, I'm not doing it as, as a son of God that's aloof. No, in heaven, I'm, no. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it as that. I'm not doing it as somebody sent here with extraterrestrial powers that can do things that you can't. I'm doing it as son of man so that you know that this can be done as a man. Yes. And these things that I did, and even more than these things shall you do, because now I'm going to the Father. But I'm giving you somebody. I'm giving you the the uh, uh, I'm giving you the Spirit. I'm giving you my very Spirit yes. back, so that He He'll lead you into all truth. He's going to bring to remembrance everything I've taught you. It's I'm giving you power from on high. He's just saying I'm giving you everything that you need, every single tool that you need. To demonstrate my kingdom, because I'm giving you the scepter. I've already given you the throne, but I'm giving you the scepter now. Yeah. Here it is. Take it and run with it. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I, the key to me is going back to uh, Matthew chapter six thirty-three, because after he prayed and he laid some things out there, and he said, "Seek first the kingdom of God," and, and right. I think what we've done is we've we've sought so many other things. Um, I heard one guy saying, he says, Jesus said that after the heathen seek after these things. In other words, he said the heathen, the pagans, the un, the unbelief, the religious seek for clothing and food and drink and and all those things. And he said the the Gentiles or the pagans or the heathen seek those things. But he says, your father knows what you need. He says, right. use you. So can you imagine, is every time we're sitting in a meeting, looking to hear a message on how do I eat, drink, and wear? <laughs> <laughs> what seat are we sitting in? And he says, yeah. he says, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Why? Because you are sons of God operating as sons of man in the earth, having dominion over all circumstances, of all situations, of every disease, over every economic, political, um, <laughs> atmospheric situation. You, over the kingdoms yeah. of this world, we are to have dominion. A friend and, of mine showed me that, demonstrated that to me very, very well. He, we used to spend a lot of time together and he'd, he'd always um, just go out and buy something he needed. It wasn't like he just wanted it. It was like we needed it to do whatever it was we're doing in camping or whatever it was. Yeah. I'd say, how can you do that? How can you just go out and spend when, you know, right now both of us are taking a week off, two weeks off, you know, you don't know, you know, when the next thing's coming because both of us were in independent contractors. He says, I, I don't ever think of it that way. He said, I, it's just money. He says, if I need it, I have the money to pay for it. Now God's always going to give me more money. I thought, what a simplistic way of looking at it, but yet that's what he truly believed. And he always had enough. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was trying to work it up or anything. He just, Oh yeah, I do need that. Okay. I'll pick that up. <laughs> and you go, I mean, well, how can you go out? I mean, I'm I'm sitting there debating whether or not, okay, if I spend this much now, you know, I might not have enough to be, uh, and he goes, no, I, God's going to give me more. He gave me this much to get that. 
I'm going to get more. Yeah. I'm going, wow, what is, I mean, but that's what you're saying. You're thinking the way of the kingdom. You're thinking the way that I'm not an orphan that has to supply all my own need. That's right. I'm I'm representing a government of heaven. That's right. (laughs) That's right. His government, his monarchy, his sovereign territory doesn't suffer. Right. Those kind of things, you know, so, you know, we've and you know me included i i mean i'm i'm seeing this and i i just realize i want to see much more because the word seek is means to pursue to press into that's true to to desire intensely and right so um and and of course at another time he was talking about that the um he said the, the those that militantly press into the kingdom Get it. Luke chapter something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, that? I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So he said up until John, the, you know. Is that's the right. violent, the violent seek it by, yeah. That's right. And that, the, 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 the violent there is the militant or the, the forceful ones. Take it by force. In other words, they're pressing in to actually gain, get it. And we've got to begin to take the time to press into these things because the world needs us now as if ever they do not need church. And I'm, I'm using that word in reference to meetings and buildings and organizations. They need the sons of the kingdom. That's what God has sent us here to do. He's sown us into the, into the world. The tears are growing up around us, but we've got to be the ones that influence like with the yeast of the kingdom of God, we've got to be the ones, we've got to get this, we've got to get this, you know, now is like a critical, urgent time for us to get it now. Yeah, it's, I'm going to have to do this now, now that I'm thinking about it, because it says the fearful and disobedient, the fear, you know, the fearful and whatever shall not enter into the kingdom of God. It doesn't say they're not going to go to heaven or not going to whatever. It says they're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. So into his um, dominion. Yeah, into his dominion. Yeah. So you just think about the fearful, you know, even even in that scenario I you know told you about a few minutes ago, as far as my scenario was is that I was sitting there trying to contemplate whether or not I could even spend this. Uh, it was sorry. fearful. I just gotta go. Sorry, quickly. Okay, we're back. Um <laughs> just had to run off for my granddaughter quickly, woke up. I'm, I'm grand, grand babysitting. I was grand babysitting. Steve, you were on a point there. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's all right. I don't remember my point now anyway. No, 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 no. Sorry, man. I'm so sorry. No, no, that, no that's quite all right. That's not a big deal. Um, yeah, probably, you were talking about the fearful. fearful. Yes. Yeah, the fearful shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God. Yeah. And you think about the kingdom of God, uh, just the fact that we don't even move on some of these things. You know, just like the instance I was using before. In fact, I think that's what I was talking about as far as just I was so afraid of even spending that money because I didn't know whether I was going to get more or get enough to pay another bill or whatever. Yes. I'm not talking about just being reckless with your money. Sure. I'm talking about being aware of the kingdom of God. Right. The provision. Being aware that. Yeah, provision that comes from him. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. And so that, it's not a matter of me doing it. And that's you know we've got to keep that in mind. And and that's why I think one of the things that's really impressing upon me is that 
look, it's not going to get any better in these times. You know, I don't know why, but people seem to think that everything is going to stay the same as they've always been. And it's not going to be like that, you know, in, no. in this, we, I mean, we know the Bible has told us that things are not going to get any better, but you know, we, we are definitely not looking at going to normal any form or fashion. So whether, and I'm not just talking about masks and, and, you know, testing and stuff like that. I'm just talking about the, the kingdoms of this world around us are in trouble. They do not have the solution. People who created problems are trying to solve the problems with the people who created the problems. And the people who created the problems don't have the answers for the people who are in the problem who, because they created the problem. So they, there's just like no, no way they can do this. And, and we are the solution, uh, you know, and, and uh, we've got to be in a place where we go back to thinking and c consider this is that when Jesus was saying, he said, why do you take anxious thought? Because that's what the heathen do. And he was talking, right. he had been talking about the kingdom of God the whole time. And he goes, but your father knows what you need. Why do right. you say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? In other words, where are we going to live? What are we going to drive? What are we going to do? He says, after those things, the pagans seek because they don't have a solution. They don't right. have, they, they, they've got no identity. They've got no source. And he says, but you right. seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because that is your source. That is your um, your origin, that is your place of that you're right. supposed to be representing. And it has all the stability of a political stability, all the economic stability, all the healing, all the provision, everything that you need, no inflation. <laughs> it's like the government, the perfect government, the perfect place, nation, the perfect king, kingship that is that you are a citizen of and therefore we don't have to worry like the heathen and the pagans do because that's not right it. but when he says seek in other words we've got to get ourselves immersed into that into that thinking you know right when you seek me with your whole heart you will find me exactly even though it says seek first there is a matter of your whole heart yes uh, because a lot of times um i'll hit the ground running and I'll say, oh, thank you, Father. I'll acknowledge him. And that's really about it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a matter of with your whole heart. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about performance again, but I'm talking about where, where is our heart? Is our heart toward the kingdom of God? Or is it, is it still partly toward the kingdom of God? Is it still just part of it here? Yeah. Uh, I know one of the things I'm having a rough time with right now is I'm thinking about what to wear. Because it seems like every shirt that I buy you know, has this big, big lump in the front, you know, and I can't well, they, seem they to find them. They make them yeah, now. Like... <laughs> they make them that way now? I figured that as much. Yeah, I asked my nutritionist last week, I said, am I retaining water? And the guy says, no, I think you're retaining food. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, but once again, that, <laughs> I get it, I got a little off track. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, just thinking about the fact that the, there are different things that we do that keep us keep us not thinking the way of the kingdom of God. Just like Christ said, I if I come to do the will of him who sent me. 
I don't speak with my own words, but the words of him, he gives me what I've received commandment, both what to speak and what to say. So it's not just a matter of I've got all these principles. I know all these things and what to do. I've got all the teachings lined up. It's a matter of I need, I'm finding out what he said, just like in Ezekiel, it says, hear the words at my mouth and speak to them of me. Yes. I may have not, in fact, it says right at the very first, it says, and Ezekiel went out in the heat of his spirit and the heat of his vision. And then it said, then he sat where they sat by the river Chabar until seven times passed over him. Then the Lord said to him, now get thee up, hear the words in my mouth and speak to them of me. Hmm. And the thing I got out of that or took away from that was he entered, he, he went out in the heat of his own spirit trying to going to go do and perform whatever it was God, he thought God was telling him to do. And finally he ended up sitting <laughs> where everybody else was sitting until he entered into a place of rest. Wow. And so seven times passed over him. Yeah. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, now get thee up, hear the words of my mouth and speak to them of me. Don't speak to them out of the heat of your vision. Don't speak to them out of all this other stuff. But hear the words of my mouth and speak to them. You don't. I'm sending you before kings, and in that hour, you have no, you don't even have to worry about what you're going to say because I'm going to give you what to say. Because right. these guys are kings. Right. These guys are ones that are going to rule and reign. Exactly. These guys right here are going to have dominion, and you're going to need to hear what I have to say because I am the King of Kings. Yeah. And so, unless you represent me, they will not hear my dominion, my rule, my reign, and my authority. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful stuff. Well, I think that's where we can leave off today um, for our visible conversation and um, <laughs> for, for our communal conversation. Um, I trust that, uh, that this will inspire you to go and dig a little deeper into some of these things that we've thrown out there. And again, you know, um, this is like a no claim, no claimer, but um, what is the, what's the word? Disclaimer. Yeah, you know, you know, this is our disclaimer <laughs> is that we don't have the handle on everything, but these are our insights that we share with one another. And um, we, we, Steve and I speak to inspire one another and we pray and trust that it'll inspire you. Uh, to like the what, what's that uh, those guys the um, Bereans went and searched the scriptures for themselves to see if it was so and because that's what Paul was preaching he was preaching the kingdom of God so they went to see if what he was saying was was that was what was revealed in the scripture so we trust that you too will take that kind of initiative and not just be um, you know, led around by whatever's going on and uh, any kind of thought, but uh, or any kind of teaching, you know, is this that? In fact, um, that brings me to Ephesians chapter four. It says, you know, no more being children tossed by every wind of doctrine. Right. Um, right. But in fact, finding the stability and be growing up in what, it, what this is really about. So um, I really want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to take time to go and um, to listen to these these um, Friday conversations of ours, and this is not a Bible study, and it's not a Bible school, and uh, it's not um, it's it's not our uh, our academy. It's just Steve and I talking 
about things that are relevant to us right now, relevant to what we're learning, what we're seeing, what we're growing in, and, and we bounce it off each other and share with one another so we can grow. And we trust that you will be able to grab it and do something with it too, that you not just will do, but that yes, that you will do something with it, that you will take right. it, dive deeper and begin to implement it into your life so that you become the kind of believer that actually, in fact, makes the impact in the world that we need right now. All right. So any last word from you, Steve? No. Okay. That's my last word. <laughs> Good. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us again. Have a super weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.